I've had a few people in my office asking me if I believe that all the hype and attention that the coronavirus is getting is warranted. Basically, they're looking to me to say, this is an over-exaggeration, that coronavirus isn't such a big deal and people are just scared and causing a fuss. Now, obviously, I couldn't say that because it's a serious situation. We have, you know, a good number of people who become ill. But it got me thinking, okay, why are people looking for me to say, people are overreacting. It's not as bad as, as everyone's making it out to be. It's anxiety that's causing people to want to hear that piece of information. But it's also anxiety that's causing people to ignore the coronavirus. Okay, so COVID-19, which is this specific strain of the coronavirus that we're dealing with, hit China first. And when it hit China, what was interesting to me is that that was going on for a good amount of time before I found out about it. So now let's grain of salt. I don't watch the news, but people came in and eventually I was hearing about COVID-19. Actually, I was hearing about coronavirus. And so eventually I did find out that, okay, there's a virus happening in China. When I went on social media, I saw some, some uh, posts about it. Okay. Now, what strikes me as really important at this point is that when the coronavirus is happening in China, people were still traveling to China. To me, a good example of where we were not taking it seriously. But why weren't we taking it seriously? You see, I've noticed a trend that says that when something is really super scary, there's two ways that people react. They're either all over it, trying to understand it, but also trying to like solve it as quickly as possible and just get it out of it. Like it shouldn't, they want that problem to just disappear. But then we have this other side of the coin where people will see a problem and know that it's a huge problem, but then act like it's not really happening. And I believe that at the very beginning of all of this, when the coronavirus was happening in China, there was a good number of people who were acting as if we were overreacting. Like the people that asked me, you know, like, what do you think? Do you think this is really something? Now, I do know that anxiety puts us in this position of wanting a solution now. And if I can't get a solution now, then I don't want to know that it's happening. Unfortunately, when we're talking about illness, it's not a black or white situation. When we're talking about illness, not only are there different levels of intervention, there's different levels of experiencing the illness. As we know, there are people who could be exposed to the virus and be walking around with the virus, but show very little to no symptoms. You have other people who will eventually develop the flu-like symptoms that come along with the virus, but then recover and be fine. Then we also have people who will develop the symptoms and get worse and have respiratory issues. And some of those people have actually passed. So all of this to me talks about how we don't know the answer. And well, I know we don't know the answer because we also don't have a vaccine for it. Scientists are frantically trying to come up with a vaccine for it. Until we have a vaccination for it, the fear in the world will be there. Because honestly, most of the world looks through the lens of medicate to solve even though that's not the only way to solve. One of the things that we're not allowing ourselves to understand, but I think it's very important for us to see, is that part of the solution is us. Some people are so healthy that even though they're interacting with the virus, they don't get sick. 
other people are healthy enough that they interact with the virus. Maybe they do get sick, but then they recover. So when we look at the grand scheme of things and the number of people who've actually interacted with the virus and gotten better, what we start to understand is that, yes, we are missing a vaccination, but in actuality, humans are meant to survive. And we will manage it if we happen to get sick. Now, I'm not saying go out there and get sick, by no means. We also are smart enough to do the things that the doctors are telling us to do to protect ourselves from getting sick. So washing our hands, disinfecting things that we purchase in the store when we get them home so that they don't contaminate the rest of our home, uh, staying away from sick people, staying away from crowded environments, you know, when this virus was first announced, we didn't stop traveling to China. And people in China didn't stop traveling outside of China. Okay. Now, we're making it a little bit more strict about traveling. And I know in Canada, we bring caution, please not to travel. March break, many students and families went on vacation. And some of them traveled to China and Italy. And we were not afraid and part of the reason we weren't afraid is, well, maybe we weren't taking it seriously enough. That's a possibility. But also, I feel like that little bit of anxiousness says that if I just ignore that it's happening, it's almost like it's not happening took effect. When we try to ignore, avoid a problem, it makes it worse. We need to attack a problem directly, which means, you see, a lot of those people that went away on vacation, March break, came back and they didn't heed the World Health Organization's protocol that says you isolate yourself for two weeks when you return. And so other people got sick, right? Rather than just the one person or two that went on the vacation getting ill, other people got ill. When you're anxious and you allow your anxiety to control what you're doing, even when it's controlling it by forcing you to ignore, then problems arise. For the other people, there's a different problem that's going to happen. See, there were other people who heard about China and took it extremely seriously. So seriously that they were stockpiling food. They were not leaving their home. And so two problems from that. Not leaving my home could mean that I lose my job. Not leaving my home could mean that I'm socially isolated. Right? I'm not being paid. Obviously, if I'm not going to work for extended periods of time, I might lose pay and I lose interaction with people. And that loss of interaction with people can also lead to other problems. We are social and we do need to interact with others. Depression can come in and other issues. Again, I'm not saying that we should ignore the recommendations about groups. Because I think that's really important. Not congregating in groups of 250 or more is important if we're going to try to stay healthy. I'm asking people, look over the recommendations that are being made for how to protect yourself from the coronavirus. They're asking you to wash your hands at least 15 to 20 seconds with soap and water. And if you don't have soap and water, they're asking you to use hand sanitizer. They're asking you to avoid touching your face with unwashed hands, especially your eyes, nose, and mouth. They're asking you to please Avoid contact with people who are ill. So at least six feet distance between yourself and someone who's ill. Just to be sure, because we don't know if each cold or flu is a coronavirus or not. Again, people who are very healthy, some of them are just looking like they have a cold. 
they're asking us to cover our mouth, you know, like a normal thing, when you cover your mouth when you sneeze and cough, and then throw that tissue paper in the garbage. And of course, they're asking us to keep our home wiped down and clean as much as we possibly can to stop the spread of anything that might be on surfaces. If you are doing these things, then the possibility that you become ill is dramatically diminished. The coronavirus is a virus that's spread through contact with the virus. If I'm allowing myself to be near people that I see are sick, I increase that possibility. If I'm allowing myself to be in the presence of people that I know have been on a plane lately and taken a trip, I'm increasing my possibility of getting ill. But the flip side of the coin is also true. If I'm allowing myself to take these precautions and staying socially active, especially people that I know haven't traveled and people who are in a healthy condition right now, I'm going to be able to keep myself in a mentally good place and I'm going to be able to allow myself to stay healthy. Now, we have other options, of course. You know, if you are the kind of person that likes to do social media, we can interact with people that way. If you are the kind of person that likes to play online games, we can interact with people that way. You know, today we are in a situation that we weren't in 20, 30, 40 years ago where we have so many opportunities to be social that doesn't necessarily mean I have to be in the same space as somebody else. Of course, we've always, well, we've had, I shouldn't say we've always, but for, for sure we've had telephones for the longest of time. But now we have the ability to see the person that we're talking to as well. Take the steps that you need to take to keep yourself socially connected while protecting yourself from the coronavirus. It's important for us to take the steps before a crisis hits, right? Let's not wait until more people get ill before we do things to help ourselves in the situation. Over here in Canada, schools are closed. Over here in Canada, theaters are closed. We've taken some steps to minimize large groups of people getting together because spring break just happened and a lot of people came back from vacation. What steps are you willing to take on a personal level to make sure that you keep yourself healthy, to make sure that you are at the, the least possible chance of coming into contact with the coronavirus? And of course, do all the things to keep yourself healthy in terms of eat well, so a healthy ketogenic lifestyle, exercise well. You have to exercise either at home or outside because gyms are closed in Canada. But do the things that you can do, get enough sleep, drink enough water, be healthy. The stronger your immune system is, the better chance you have of remaining healthy long-term. I really hope this video was helpful, helped you to see that there are things you can do to help yourself to stay healthy while we're managing this coronavirus. If you like this kind of video, Patreon, Amazon links, if you'd like to try to support the channel, all my wellness warriors, I'm always very happy that you come back and watch my videos. Everybody else who's new, subscribe, ring the bell. I make videos every week. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I will talk to you in the next video.